Did everyone have enough to eat this Thanksgiving Day? Did anyone have more than they should have eaten and gotten a stomachache? Reminds me a little Leroy. Uh, he was a second grader. His teacher asked him, Leroy, why are you sticking out your stomach? And he answered the teacher, says, well, this morning I went to the principal and I told him I had a stomach ache. And he told me that if I would stick it out till noon, that then I can go home. You see, gratitude is expressed in obedience. Thank you. Let's pray. Gracious Father, we just thank you because you're so good to us in so many ways, and sometimes we take you for granted. Help us to have a grateful heart and help us to just express our gratitude in obedience to you. In Jesus we pray. Amen. As we look back on our Thanksgiving weekend, how grateful do we feel? I have a sneaky suspicion that some of us are not celebrating this uh, uh, weekend the way that we would like to celebrate it. This past week, a good friend from my college days lost his mom. She was an icon in our, church, in, our, in our college, loved by everyone. We also look into other situations uh, that, uh, uh, that, that are very close to our hearts in our lives. A person that is very close to us is in deep depression. How do you feel being thankful when you're in that type of state? News headlines continue about more shootings in our, in our schools. And just yesterday we heard the news about how uh, in uh, England, in London, there was another stabbings and, and, and situations that were terrifying. Just a few days ago, my daughter called me and said, Dad, a little girl, five-year-old girl that is in our Adventures Club, and she directs the Adventures Club, just got ran over by a Jeep while she was in the driveway. Five years old. It's not easy. Life is not easy. It's draining. Pain doesn't take time off during the holidays when they come. I know because I've been suffering from severe pain for the last four weeks. So I have to ask myself, how can I give thanks? Or in a more ways that to inclusive ways, how can we give thanks? when we don't feel very thankful. So let me share with you, I think, at least two aspects, two things that I want to 
point out to you how we can give thanks when we don't feel very thankful. The first is, remember what God has done. As I studied laments through the scripture, I saw that God invites us to remember. We are to remember the things that God has done for us in the past. We hold on to these in the present and into the future, especially when the circumstances make it very difficult to remember the goodness of God. Aren't those little poinsettias attractive? God knows the highs and the lows that we go through and it hits us in our life. So he invites us to remember his faithfulness. And when we're in, in, a, in, a, in a situation in, in our life that, it, that is so difficult, just remember the past. Uh, Ellen G. White tells us that we have nothing to fear of the future unless we forget how God has led us in the past. If we forget how God brought us through the most critical times in our lives, in the past, we will face more difficult times in the future. It will be harder for us to see him in the present and in the future. So let's not forget how God has led us in the past. In the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 8, verse 2, Moses is telling his people, You shall remember all the way the Lord God has led you in the wilderness these 40 years. See, God had made, done so many different things and miracles in, in the people's lives and as they left Egypt. And again and again, Moses had to remind them, remember, remember, You shall remember the way the Lord has led you in the wilderness these 40 years. But the real clincher is found in verse 11. Same book, verse 11. And there's one phrase that catches my eye and my thoughts. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God. Amen. In spite of all the wonders that God did His, uh, for his people, liberating them from the Egyptian rule. Those people were not grateful. They rebelled, they disobeyed God in so many ways and so many times that he had to raise a new generation because they were so rebellious. And even that new generation were not very grateful either. You see, gratefulness is expressed in obedience. Now, the second point that I'd like to bring to you is we need to do, uh, things that we need to do when we don't feel very thankful is to remind God his promises. And this one can be a little bit, feel a little bit odd. Why do I have to remind God? Isn't God all-knowing? Doesn't he know Uh, everything, and why do I have to remind him of things? Yet God himself reminds us 
and invites us to remind him. In the same way that Leroy would say to his principal, you said if I would stick it out till noon, I can go home. God invites us to a reminding prayer type of relationship with him. This type of reminding is not for God's sake, it's for our sake. It's good for us to remember God's promises, don't you say? Yeah. It's good for us to stay in communication with God when life has not gone the way that we would like it to go. This semester, this quarter, we are studying Ezra and Nehemiah in our Sabbath school. And Nehemiah reminded God. In Nehemiah chapter 5, verse 19, he reminded God the following. Remember me with favor, my God, for all I have done for these people. We have to keep in, in, in touch in this type of relationship with God. And he invites us to remind him. So Nehemiah says, remember me with my favor, with, uh, favor. We don't often appreciate what we have until it's too late. I personally wouldn't like to hear words of appreciation when it's my memorial service and have people come and say how good they feel about Pastor Castagnon. <laughs> I want to hear those words now. I don't want my kids to come and say, Dad, you were the most uh, important person in my life and you did so much of this and that and so forth. I want to hear that now. I don't want my wife to tell me, you're the most important thing in my life. I need to hear that now. It is now when we need to... Uh, 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 be thankful for the people that are in our lives. Lack of gratitude is the greatest hindrance people have today in feeling good about their life. Because most people, instead of feeling grateful for what they have, they often spend their energies focusing on what they don't have. If my neighbor has a brand new Audi SUV, like they bought the other day, I thought, wow, I wish I could have one of those Audis SUVs. It's real nice. My wife would tell you, says, Ellie, forget about these nice new cars. I said, I've got an old, beat-up, hail-damaged Oklahoma car, and I'm happy with it because it runs and it takes me to places I don't need a new car. But we often uh, think about the things that we, that we don't have that we wish we would have, But let's focus, in, let's focus on what God has given us and blessed us with. You've probably heard Thanksgiving sermons saying that we shouldn't be thankful just one day a year. That we should be thankful every day of the year. In fact, I contend that if you're not thankful all year long, you're not going to be truly thankful on Thanksgiving Day. 
Are you with me? We need to learn how to develop a spirit of gratitude 365 years, uh, days a year. On this Thanksgiving weekend, what do you have to thank God, Jesus, for? A story reminds me of gratefulness and thanksgiving. It is found in, chapter, in Luke chapter 17, verses 12 through 19. Luke chapter 17, verses 12 through 19. You know the story. It's about some 10 leprous men that came to Jesus. As he entered a village, the 10 leprous men who stood at the distance met him. And they raised their voices saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they were going, they were cleansed. Now one of them, when he saw that he had been healed, turned back, glorifying God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at his feet, giving thanks to him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered him and said, were not ten cleansed? But the nine, where are they? Was no one found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, stand up and go. Your faith has made you well. I don't know the rest of the story. Like, uh, like we would think, of, okay, now he left, he was healed. What I hope, and I pray that the rest of the story is that this individual gave his life to Jesus Christ. Amen. That he believed in him because of the healing that he received. What are you thankful for? How many of you know the, the uh, I've seen in the game show channel, there, there's a game called America Says. Have you seen that? America Says is a, is a game show that says, okay, the, the, it's given you a phrase. And you have to fill in that blank with one word. Okay? We're going to play America Says. We're going to play Thanksgiving Says today. And I've got some folks that are with microphones around. And the phrase that I want you to fill in the blank is, I am thankful for. I am thankful to God for. And one word, and we're going to start from A all the way down to Z. So be thinking, what's the next word? Like, like if someone here says, uh, let me say uh, A. Okay? Adoration. Adoration. Great. That's, that's a good thing. Now the next person already had, that should have in mind B. So just start looking into your in-depth uh, dictionary. One word from A to Z, what are you thankful for? Raise your hand and one of the ushers will give you a microphone so that you can go forth. And I don't want to take too much time because then you'll take more time for my sermon. So please, <laughs> hurry up. A and B. No, letter B, letter B. For all the blessings. Blessings. Yes. Okay, letter C. Very good, Judy. Christ. Christ. D. 
My dad. Okay, dad. E. Here's over here. My wife. Erica, great. <laughs> F. Family. Family. What's after F? <laughs> G. God. H. Health. I. Home. I. Intellect. <laughs> J. Jesus. Jesus. K. Kingdom. L. Love. M. I've heard money here and mom. Money. Which one, which one comes first, money or mom? <laughs> mom. N. N. <laughs> Nurses. Okay, great. We've got a few. Uh, oh. <laughs> Opportunities here. Okay. Uh, and um, P. Peace. People. Peace. Peace. Okay. Um, R. Q. 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 Quietness. Quietness. That's sometimes that's. I mean, I I appreciated the quietness the other day when all of a sudden all the things and all the commotion and the festivities was gone. Then. Oh, there was a nice quiet piece, wasn't it? <laughs> okay, um, R. Resurrection. Resurrection and redemption. That's good. Okay, uh, S. Salvation. Salvation. T. Trust. Um, you. You. Unity. 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 Um, v. Victory. Victory in Jesus, right? X. W. Okay. My, t my teacher here is, is correcting me. W. Wonder, wonderful. Wonder, waterfall. Uh, water. X. Huh? X-rays. Good thing for X-rays, right? <laughs> Why? You. Didn't we say you already? Yeah. Unity, they said. Oh, why? Oh. You. You. Okay. <laughs> Good. Uh, Z. Zephaniah. Zion. Zion. Yeah. Zest. <laughs> See, we have something to uh, to think about. When we go down this this exercise, we see that God has 
blessed us with so many things that sometimes we just don't remember or don't, and take for granted. I want to share with you what I have to thank God for. See, usually we think selfishly when we give thanks to God on Thanksgiving time. I have an alternative perspective I want to share with you about my gratitude to my God. First of all, I am thankful for God the Father, His Son Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. I am thankful because of His love, of the salvation, of His power, of the understanding, of the comfort, of the guidance that the Holy Spirit gives us. I am thankful for the Seventh-day Adventist Church and the unique message that we share. And I'm not talking only about the, the, our, our church in general. I'm talking about our church here at Edmond. I'm thankful for our church in Edmond, for each and one of you. I'm thankful for the church worldwide because it gives us direction in which way to help us uh, be in, in, in one harmony and, and unity. I am thankful for the three angels' message because it's the last message that we have as a Seventh-day Adventist to preach to the world, to our co-workers, to our neighbors, to our family, to our friends. A message that we need to keep alive in our midst, in our church, in our, uh, on our daily walk with Jesus. I am thankful to be among those who keep the commandments of God and have the spirit of prophecy. And when I read the verses, those verses in, in Revelation about how important it is to be part of that group there, I am so thankful because I am thriving to be part of that group that God will bless finally and give us the opportunity to be with him forever. I am thankful because we have a distinct message that separates us from all the rest of the churches. You see, we have something that is unique. Our doctrines are unique. Our standards are unique. Our norms are unique. Our whole message of, the, of salvation is, is different than others. Others feel that that once you're saved, you're, you, you, you accept Jesus and you're saved, you're always saved. They believe that, that, that no matter what you do in this world, that's, that's okay. Because I'm saved. No. Yes, Jesus is the only one, only one can save us. But once we're saved, Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments. There's an, another part of the, uh, the, the equation you need to follow through on the, uh, not only on the justification part, you need to follow through on the sanctification. I'm thankful for our message, our distinct message of, the ch of our church. I'm thankful for, that God has given us Ellen G. White that clearly tells us that the final events are at hand and how to prepare for Jesus' soon and imminent coming. If you don't reach out to the scriptures and to the writings of Ellen G. White, 
that clarifies and brings clarity to, to, to uh, uh, the, the final days in which we live and how we need to live, please take, take time to study that and, and, and read the, the great controversy. Read other books that talk to us about it. I am thankful for the persons or the person who shared the Seventh-day Adventist message with me. In my case, it's my father and my mother. I don't know about your case, but if someone has brought you to the church and presented you the message, if, he, if they are alive, please give them thanks for sharing that message with you. And if they're dead, thank God because they did share that message with you. I'm thankful for my wife that together our endeavor to grow spiritually and seek God, God's guidance on how to live and, uh, and walk and obey Him. We strive to do, to do that each day of our lives. And we haven't gotten to that pinnacle yet. But I pray that each day as we walk in this world, that we can continue to strive to, uh, to, to that uh, spiritual growth and, that, and continue growing in Him. I am thankful for my children and my grandchildren and the love that we all share and express to one another. Let me tell you something, church. When your heart's purpose is to be grateful, you thank and praise the Lord all day long without any reason at all. You don't have to wait until Thanksgiving to praise God for His goodness and for the things that He has done for you. So today I want you to realize that having a thankful heart is about recognizing and acknowledging what God has done in your life. And that gratefulness will lead you to obey, to walk Christ-like. Christ says, if you love me, obey my commandments. And that's where the Israelites failed. That's where they failed because they didn't love God enough. Nor did they obey his commandments like they should have. Gratitude is expressed in obedience. Listen to what Paul has to say in Colossians, chapter 2, verse 6 through 7. So then, just as you receive Christ as your Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Dear friends and brothers and sisters, we need to continue to live a life like Jesus did and uh, walk in the ways that he taught us to walk. And I guess my question to you this morning is, have you grown in your spiritual life since the moment you gave your heart to Jesus? Have you graduated from being a spiritual baby into a mature Christian? See, when, the, when we were a spiritual baby, we drank spiritual milk. Are you with me? And afterwards, we started to eat some little bit of spiritual... Do you guys remember Pablo? Those little things that you put in the milk and you're giving strength to the, to, to, to the kids here. I don't know what it was. It was like oatmeal and flakes and then you put it in the milk and it was... But if not, 
little bit of a, a, a veggies and so forth, and you stir up and got, got a nice little good um, food for, for the baby after they were able to tolerate more food. And then after that, you would have, as a spiritual person, you would eat some, I'd say, in my Puerto Rican lineage, some Puerto Rican rice and beans, or some mashed potatoes, or some pasta, or some spiritual pasta, something stronger. See, the spiritual life, you can't stay as a little spiritual baby drinking spiritual milk. Got to grow. Have you grown spiritually since you met the Lord? If you have, thank God for the growth in him. When Jesus comes for you, can you say thank you for the souls you have given me? Scriptures and Spirit of Prophecy tells us that the redeemed in heaven will place their crowns at the feet of Jesus. The stars in your crown represent the people that you have brought to Jesus. I'm looking forward to that day. If you have brought a person to Jesus, be it through Bible studies, be it through inviting them to the evangelistic series, or bringing them to church and Sabbath school and giving them a literature, or just being a friend, then you will have to thank Jesus for saving him or her. Can we say thank you for my children, Lord? Here they are. We have waited for you, and I present to you them as trophies of your grace. See, that is a constant burden in my life because I'm still working on this. I'm still working on this. I know that many of us are still praying for a son or a daughter or grandchild that you wish would turn their lives in, uh, to Jesus and renew or start their broken relationship with him. Thank Jesus ahead of time because I have faith that God will work miracles in the lives of people then bring them back to the Lord. Some time ago, a woman attending one of my service wrote me a letter. And the letter, I'd like to share it with you. She said, Thank you, Chaplain Castagnon, for on behalf of those who know not to say thank you. You're always doing something for us, and we seldom say thank you or appreciate you. You know, this lady received a blessing that I did not even know. But at the same time, I was blessed even more than she was because of that thankfulness. What do you have to thank for? Two men who worked together were taking a coffee break. One man would always complain about how much money it took to raise his son. He whined about the clothes, about the insurance, about braces, about gifts. And the other man finally said, you know, my wife and I have not been able to spend one single dime on my son 
who was killed on an accident four years ago? Who is it that you need to say thank you? What is it that you need to be thankful for? And most importantly is, when was, it the, la- when was the last time that you spent 15 minutes with God alone just to say thank you? I encourage you to go back home today, since there's no potluck today. Go back home this afternoon and spend at least 15 minutes. Try to find 15 minutes just to say thank you to God without asking Him nothing. Don't ask Him anything. Just 15 minutes of pure thankfulness to God. I challenge you to do that. Let us pray. Father, we come to you in prayer this Sabbath morning. I guess we should be thankful, Lord, for the many things that you bless us with. When there is a mess to clean up after a party, we thank you because it means that we have been surrounded by friends and family. We also thank you, dear God, for the taxes we pay because it means that we are employed. We thank you for the clothes that fit a little bit too snug because it means that we have enough to eat. The shadow that watches over us when we work because it means that we're out in the sunshine. We pray, dear Lord, that as we mow the lawn, clean the windows and the gutters, because it means that we have a home. The space we find at the far end of the parking lot, dear God, because it means that we are capable of walking. Our huge heating bill because it means we are warm. The lady behind in the, in the church who sings off key because it means that we can hear. The piles of dirty laundry and ironing because it means that we have clothes to wear. Weariness and aching muscles at the end of the day because it means that we have been productive. The alarm that goes off early in the morning because it means that we are alive. Loving God, we are especially mindful this Thanksgiving week to count our blessings and give you thanks for those many blessings, for families, for health, for a place to work and the freedom to worship. Once more, dear Lord, we thank you and we pray for a heart that is always grateful. Thank you for hearing us. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.